I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Uh, in excess protect you from the old system where you broke your dog you know where you expect that we're for the rebel empress yo militancy in excess protect you from the old system where you broke your dog you know where you expect eight cats up prancer circle your head like a salsa circle your head ballet dancer Prime me the kit of the chancellor Salute to the lioness order Salute to the kings and the fathers They want them a real and protect them a dream Cause them looks like the queen of the answer The rebel them a advocate Rebel music are the side effect Revolution are the final step Black woman hold up your head and guide your line in yeah. The queen for the rebel empress Militancy in excess Protect you from the old System where you broke your dog, then no way you expect. Make way for the rebel empress, yo. Militancy in excess. Protect you from the old system where you broke your dog, then no way you expect. Come off, flash in the grass. Lioness on the hunt, no bad pass, no remarks. Or feel the burn of the lion when we pass them in dance. Respect you to the balance with no predominance. Through them do say if them cross with parts we are style We are for the rebel empress them Militancy in excess Protect you from the old system We are broke you down Then how you expect We are for the rebel empress yo Militancy in excess Protect you from the old system We are broke you down Then how you expect yo its finest can reverse all of the problems that we're finding so why we're choking on our silence as we're raising men so prone to turn to violence something isn't right we cannot tell her is a war much less to fight the fight rebel empress i ignite the fire where we are with this before we send a light make way for the rebel empress militancy in excess Protect you from the old system where you broke your dog Then no way you expect Make way for the rebel empress then Militancy in excess Protect you from the old system where you broke your dog Broke your dog where you expect Rebel up no, lioness roll out 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 
In hand. Symbolically, I am the tree. Deep roots, many branches for the family. As Kundalini rise, charging the left side. Alternate nostril breathing, let the stress ride. Aura like lavender, calm and soothes you. Build and destroy, born to improve you. Really simple, ain't it? Nothing new is ancient. Sacred sentences, cracking the coded matrix. Copal resin over charcoal, repelling agents, intoxicating every breath. White lotus fragrance. I am the great mother, the cosmic womb, source of light, sonic boom, DNA of the immortal, stars align, open portals. I am the great mother, cosmic womb, source of light, sonic boom, DNA of the immortal, stars align. Open portals. First teacher, light breeder, bearing fruit, sharing truth, healing, taking care of you, mentally preparing you. The Vez is a womb, tassels, umbilical cord, one heart, one mind, one accord. Birthing elos, as above, below, compliment the heroes to the point like zero. See yo, reflection in the moon, sun shining, original, not plagiarized. Heaven lies between her thighs, home on the throne with. The king she belong Backbone, rider, live Survival imperative In natural order, love and honor Morocco to California Empress, queen, mother, daughter All life begins in water Sunflower, lotus bloom Honeysuckle, first wound Jade, crystal, moonstone Master self, move on Copper arm, activate Opening the stargate Charging up the universe Spoke the name of God first I am the great mother The cosmic wound Source of life, sonic boom, DNA of the immortal, stars align, open portals. I am the great mother, cosmic boom, source of life, sonic boom, DNA of the immortal, stars align, open portals. Joyous, joyful exaltation. Joyous, joyful. 
Joyful exaltations and greetings to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Woman Wednesday. I'm your host, Mariama Tanay. Blessings, greetings, and love to all within the listening ear. Tonight's theme is Frenetic Pandemic Part 3, COVID-19, the app. Frenetic Pandemic Part 3, COVID-19, the app. We're going to start off in the praise up as there is nothing new under the sun that the Most High has not already revealed. Starting off with Jeremiah 11.9. And the Lord said unto me, A conspiracy is found among the men of Judah and among the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Ezekiel 22.25 There is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof, like a roaring lion ravening the prey. They have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows in the midst thereof. Acts 23.13 And there were more than 40 which had made this conspiracy. 2 Timothy 3.5 Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Proverbs 17.14 The beginning of strife is as when one letteth out water, Therefore, leave off contention before it be meddled with. Galatians 5.25 If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk 
in the Spirit. 2 Timothy chapter 4 For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. Romans 15.5-6 Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another, according to Christ Jesus, that ye may be one mind and one mouth, glorify God, even the Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ. We're going to take a music moment and come back with tonight's theme, Frenetic Pandemic Part 3, COVID-19, the app. Blessings and grace. Here's a song that I wrote about three weeks ago. Once in a while, I like to write something to my creator because I believe in him. We need you right now. There's no one else to turn to but you, yeah. You're the only answer to the situation.
Long before Sumeria existed, before Egypt had built Saqqara, before the Indus Valley nurtured, spirit lived in human bodies, dancing in high culture. The Sphinx knows the truth. We are much more than we know. We have forgotten. At one time, we existed on Earth in a very high level of awareness that was far beyond anything we can even imagine right now. We hardly have even the capability to imagine where we once were because it is so out of context with who we are now. The most important change was in the way we breathed prana, a Hindu word for the life force energy of this universe. Prana is more critical to our survival than air, water, food or any other substance. And the manner in which we take this energy into our bodies radically affects how we perceive the reality. Alright, so a major point in the human body is the pineal gland. Located almost in the center of the head, it is a huge factor in consciousness. This gland has degenerated from its original size, comparable to a ping pong ball, to its present size, that of a dried pea, because we forgot how to use it a long time ago. So now, instead of taking prana through the pineal gland and circulating it, we started breathing it in through the nose and mouth. <laughs> this caused prana to bypass the pineal gland and resulted in our seeing things in a totally different way, through a different interpretation of the one reality called polarity consciousness, or good and evil. The result of this polarity consciousness has us thinking that we are inside a body looking out, somehow separated from what's out there. This is pure illusion. It feels real, but there is no truth at all to this perception. It's merely the view of reality we have from this fallen state. Adapted from Bronvalo Melchizedek's The Ancient Secret of the Flower of Life, Volume 1. Top priority, peace before everything, God before anything, love before anything, real before everything, home before any place, shoot before anything, style and state, radiate, love, power, slay the hate, truth, killer, fakey face, bay of saying to they face, ain't afraid of major straight, race set the table straight, flow greatest like the greatest lakes, gates on greatest states, quiet water, major waves. See the course, make a way, and come ashore on a greater day. Homegrown from the greatest grain, full flavor in the native strain. Now put that on your brainy brain. Full exposure to faith and slang, minimum wage and major gains. Y'all seen Dante the Bay, day to night and day to day. They came to play, we came to stay. Get out the way. B.I. Sons by Heat Rocks, Brooklyn finest preservation of beatbox. Friend of folk, poison a detox When we rock, the people are respond Priority, peace before anything God before everything, love before anything Real before everything, home before any place Shoot before anything, style and stay radiate Love, power, slay the hate, priority
Coffee. Blessings and grace, awake and aware ones, and welcome to tonight's theme, Frenetic Pandemic, Part 3, COVID-19, the app. I'm going to share with you a small portion of the bullet points that make up the somewhat of the framework of what it is that we're dealing with in this schism of a fractured society. I'm going to start off at the MIT Technology Review, technologyreview.com. They have an article that's titled, We're Not Going Back to Normal. It states, in the short term, this will be hugely damaging to businesses that rely on people coming together in large numbers, restaurants, cafes, bars, nightclubs, gyms, Hotels, theaters, cinemas, art galleries, shopping malls, craft fairs, museums, musicians, and other performers, sporting venues and sports teams, conference venues and conference producers, cruise lines, airlines, public transportation, private schools, daycare centers. That's to say nothing of the stress on parents thrust into homeschooling their kids people trying to care for elderly relatives without exposing them to the virus, people trapped in abusive relationships, and anyone without a financial cushion to deal with swings in income. There'll be some adaptation. Of course, gyms could start selling home equipment and online training sessions, for example. We'll see an explosion of new services and what's already been dubbed the shut-in economy the shut-in economy. We don't know exactly what this new future looks like, of course, but one can imagine a world in which to get on a flight, perhaps, you'll have to be signed up to a service that tracks your movements via your phone. The airline wouldn't be able to see where you've gone, but you would get an alert if you've been close to known infected people or disease hotspots. There'd be similar equipment at the entrance to large venues, government buildings, or public transport hubs. There would be temperature scanners everywhere, and your workplace might demand you to wear a monitor that tracks your temperature or other vital signs. Where nightclubs ask for proof of age, in future they may ask for proof of immunity, an ID card, or some kind of digital verification via your phone, showing you've already recovered or been vaccinated against the latest virus strains. We'll adapt to and accept such measures, much as we've adapted to increasingly stringent airport security screenings in the wake of terrorist attacks. The intrusive surveillance will be considered a small price to pay for the basic freedom to be with other people. As usual, however, the true course will be borne by the poorest and weakest. 
people with less access to health care or who live in more disease-prone areas will now also be more frequently shut out of places and opportunities open to everyone else. Gig workers from drivers to plumbers to freelance yoga instructors will see their jobs become even more precarious. Immigrants, refugees, the undocumented, and ex-convicts will face yet another obstacle to gaining a foothold in society. Moreover, unless there are strict rules on how someone's risk for disease is assessed, governments or companies could choose any criteria. You're high risk if you earn less than $50,000 a year, are in a family of more than six people, and live in certain parts of the country, for example. That creates scope for algorithmic bias and hidden discrimination, as happened last year when an algorithm used by the United States health insurers that turned out to inadvertently favor white people. The world has changed many times, and it's changing again. All of us will have to adapt to a new way of living, working, and forging relationships. But as with all change, there will be some who lose more than most, and they'll be the ones who have lost far too much already. The best we can hope is for is that the depth of the crisis will finally force countries, the United States in particular, to fix the yawning social inequities that make large swaths of their population so intensely vulnerable. That was an excerpt from the MIT Technology Review article titled, We're Not Going Back to Normal. Social distancing is here to stay for much more than a few weeks. It will upend our way of life in some ways forever. Moving forward to tyrannyrealnewsnetwork.com. And this is an article titled Real News About the Wuhan Virus. I'll be sharing some excerpts from this as well. It says here, Bill Gates and Barack Obama released a docuseries on Netflix called Pandemic in December, right before the Wuhan virus was discovered. The docuseries pushed the need for the Gates Foundation to receive funding to carry on virus research to prevent the next pandemic. Bill Gates funded the Wuhan lab in China that released the Wuhan virus and is already selling test kits. Coincidence? Bill Gates was a member of China's Academy of Sciences who built the lab and he was awarded their highest honor. The Wuhan virus was originally developed by Chinese scientists at the University of North Carolina by NIH grants approved by the Obama administration in 2012. To study the 2003 SARS coronavirus in a lab, NIH scientists developed a man-made version using bat DNA. The NIH defunded the dangerous UNC research because of the proven human-to-human transmission. The head of the Harvard Chemistry and Biology Department, with ties to Gates and Epstein, was arrested for accepting bribes from the communists. The Pybright Institute, funded by Bill Gates, owns the patent on coronavirus genetic sequencing. They did simulation testing on a global pandemic in 2019. 
the first case of Wuhan virus was reported in China on November 17th. Bill Gates and the Barack Obama docuseries marketed the need for a global universal vaccine to replace all other flu vaccines. Suddenly, Bill Gates and his foundation will offer in-home testing kits where you swab your nose with a Q-tip and send it to his labs. Now, one can clearly see that Bill Gates has been propped up as the authority on this pandemic situation. And um, I believe in following the money when trying to overstand what's being played at hand. And so I'm going to move forward to The Motley Fool, which is an investments website. The website is called fool.com, F-O-O-L. And it's from a periodical called The Motley Fool, which is a longstanding respected investment website. And um, there's an article on here, and it's titled, Here's When Bill Gates Predicts We Can Reopen the Economy. Here's when Bill Gates predicts. Okay? And so the gist of this is that Bill Gates predicts when asked by one questioner the simple question, how long will this go on? Gates replied, this will vary a lot by country. China is seeing very few cases now because their testing and shutdown was very effective. If a country does a good job with testing and shutdown, then within six to 10 weeks, they should see very few cases and be able to open back up. Moving forward in the same line of thought, I'm going to go to Armstrong Economics, armstrongeconomics.com, and there's an article titled, Are They Planning ID 2020 as Mandatory Implants for All as the Solution to the Crisis? There's a very concerning proposal running around Washington. The technology already exists for pets, which is an electronic microchip or transponder. A subcutaneous electronic microchip allows you to identify your pet. It's no larger than a grain of rice and only takes a few minutes for your vet to insert. A transponder does not emit any electronic wave once inserted. The proposal is a digital certificate that verifies if you have been vaccinated and was developed by MIT and Microsoft. They are looking at merging this with Bill Gates' ID 2020. It is entirely possible that the scare has been a deliberate plot to get people to accept these digital implants. Refuse and you will be prohibited from social gatherings. Like 9-11 conditioned us to be x-rayed before entering a plane. Now the next stage is to embed digital markers that they have been using in dogs and cats. The United Nations World Health Organization, who is part of this ID 2020, scaring the world and making people feel unsafe unless they are certified to not have this coronavirus just may be the part of the plot behind the curtain. I hate conspiracy theories, but this is in the open. The health industry is destroying the world economy and making people feel unsafe. Unemployment is skyrocketing, 
as people lose their jobs and will be conditioned if they have been certified. Then and only then will they be safe to return to the workforce. So now I'm going to move forward to the star of the show, ID2020.org. ID2020.org. And this is what this website states. We need to get digital ID right. Identity is vital for political, economic, and social opportunity. But systems of identification are archaic, insecure, lack adequate privacy protection, and for over a billion people inaccessible. Digital identity is being defined now, and we need to get it right. The ID 2020 Alliance is setting the course of the digital ID through a multi-stakeholder partnership, ensuring digital ID is responsibly implemented and widely accessible. We are providing program support through our catalytic fund and advisory services to accelerate the uptake of good digital ID. We are steering the market toward good digital ID solutions through our certification mark. We are advocating for ethical approaches to digital ID. According to Peggy Johnson, the Executive Vice President of Business Development at Microsoft Corporation, she says on the website, closing the identity gap is an enormous challenge. It will take the work of many committed people and organizations coming together across different geographies, sectors, and technologies. But it's exciting to imagine a world where safe and secure digital identities are possible, providing everyone with an essential building block to every right and opportunity they deserve. And the companies involved in this so far are Microsoft, Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, and Accenture. And back in January 24, 2019, ID2020 launched their technical certification mark. Now, according to the website ID2020.org, there's a section called Unpacking the Challenges. And the challenges that they face, they say, are that there are 1.1 billion people worldwide live without digital ID. Identity is vital for political, economic, and social opportunity. The second challenge is that identity data is outside of individual control. Today, most personal data is stored in silos. The more siloed and numerous your data becomes, the less control you have over it. Number three, protections for privacy are insufficient. With tracking, targeting, and surveillance techniques becoming more sophisticated, you need better privacy protections for your data. Four, identity is neither portable nor persistent. Data travels swiftly across time and space, often without your control. For over a billion individuals worldwide, Accessing good basic services is difficult, if not impossible, due to a lack of recognized identification. With good digital identity, individuals could use credentials issued from a variety of different institutions in order to gain access to a variety of different services, while preserving privacy and security and maintaining control over their information. 
They're stating here that it's a fundamental and universal human right necessary to access essential services. So this digital mark will become necessary to access essential services, a gateway to economic opportunity, critical for targeting services and assistance to those who need them, important for gender equality, a key enabler of global development. A unique convergence of trends provide an unprecedented opportunity to make a coordinated, concerted push to provide digital ID to everyone. In September 2015, all United Nations member states adopted the 2030 Sustainable Development Goals, including their commitment to provide legal identity for all, including birth registration, by 2030. There's a section here on ID2020.org that's called Alliance, and it says an approach that is holistic. They have to use the word holistic, market-based, and addresses the full scope and scale of the challenge. No government, company, or agency can solve this challenge alone, setting the future course of digital ID and navigating the associated risk is a challenge that requires sustained collaboration, and global partnership. So their partners so far are Accenture, a global management consulting and professional servicing firm. And Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, brings together public and private sectors with a shared goal of creating equal access to new and underused vaccines for children living in the world's poorest countries. The Rockefeller Foundation. Since 1913, the Rockefeller Foundation has sought to improve the well-being of humanity around the world. The Rockefeller Foundation provided ID2020 with seed funding in 2017 and has been an ongoing supporter of ID2020's work. Microsoft, the American multinational technology company, joined ID2020 in January 2018 as a founding partner. As a founding partner. IDEO.org, created by IDEO, the international design and consulting firm to design products, services, and experiences. They design experiences to improve the lives of people in poor and vulnerable communities. IDEO.org, joined ID2020 in 2018. IDEO.org is represented on our program delivery and ecosystem and advocacy advisory committee. The Alliance, a collaborative effort of global partners, is solving for scale from day one. Solving for scale from day one. Now, the programs listed so far on ID2020.org, it says bringing privacy-protecting, portable, and user-centric digital identity to life. ID2020 supports digital identity programs that both directly improve lives and generate needed evidence for how we maximize the potential of digital ID for everyone. Accelerating Good Digital ID the ID2020 Alliance supports programs that adhere to the principles contained 
in our manifesto and fulfill our technical requirements. Programs are accepted on a rolling basis and can be submitted below. So right now they have a program called I Respond, Health and Livelihoods in Mela Camp, in partnership with I Respond and the International Rescue Committee. The International Rescue Committee. This program will offer a digital identity platform to the, to the approximately 35,000 externally displaced residents of the Mela Camp in Thailand. Through their digital identities, participants will be able to not only access improved healthcare services, but also securely store educational and professional credentials. The objective is to assess if and how and to, do, and to what extent this digital identity service leads to individual adoption, improved healthcare service management, and better health outcomes for the camp residents. And also in Everest, energy access for low-income families. This program led by Everest and TNP2K will provide a digital identity platform to members of 6,000 disadvantaged households who qualify for government fuel subsidies. The platform is expected to enable households to obtain their allocated subsidies while reducing delivery inefficiencies, corruption, and wastage. The objective is to assess if and how and what to extent this digital identity system leads to individual adoption, increased subsidy redemption, and improved efficiencies in distribution. So now let's move forward from the setup to what's going on now. On theatlantic.com, um, there was an article that's called The Technology That Could Free America From Quarantine. The Technology That Could Free America From Quarantine. Now I'm just going to read a small section from this article that breaks down contact tracing, which is done through your cell phone. Our cell phone and smartphones have several means of logging our activity. It says GPS tracks our location and Bluetooth exchanges signals with nearby devices. In its most basic form, cell phone tracing might go like this. If someone tests positive for COVID-19, health officials could obtain a record of that person's cell phone activity and compare it with the data emitted by other phone owners. If officials saw any GPS overlaps, data showing that you went to um, a McDonald's hotspot or Bluetooth hits, data showing that you came within several feet of a new patient, they could contact you and urge you to self-isolate or to seek a test. Ramesh Roskar, a computer scientist at the MIT Media Lab, is working on an app that uses GPS to create maps showing the movements of people recently diagnosed with COVID-19. In an early version, you might see a map with hotspots, 2 p.m. at Starbucks, 3 p.m. at the library, that would tell you where people with the disease had recently been, Roscoe told me. All the government has to do is demand that every test facility release the trails of infected people in an anonymous manner so that healthy people know where to avoid. For privacy advocates, ways, but for the sick, might seem harvested from their darkest nightmares, but Rasgar is emphatic that his code is open source. Every part of the code, 
should be visible to everybody every day, and that no government or tech company would have elusive control over a centralized database that it could abuse. Users wouldn't learn anything else about the infected person, such as age or sex. The technology and privacy challenges of tracing will nonetheless be complex and could normalize a level of surveillance that might seem totalitarian. If we want to get it right, we should learn from the experiences of other countries. In Eastern Asia, tracing has already become part of daily life. To see a glimpse of America's future and to anticipate some of the worst excesses of the technology, it is useful to briefly review how tracing works across the Pacific. Let's start with China, where citizens in hundreds of cities have been required to download cell phone software that broadcasts their location to several authorities, including the local police. The app combines geotracking with other data, such as travel bookings, to designate citizens with color codes ranging from green, low-risk, to red, high-risk. High-risk individuals can be banned from apartment complexes, offices, and even grocery stores. Many human rights advocates fear that what has been rolled out as a public health app is moonlighting as a tool of government espionage and mass discrimination. Next, let's look to South Korea, a democracy that has arguably been more successful than any other in containing the spread of the virus. The government uses several sources such as cell phone location data, CCTV, and credit card records to broadly monitor citizens' activity. When someone tests positive, local governments can send out an alert, a bit like a flood warning that reportedly includes the individual's last name, sex, age, district of residence, and credit card history with a minute-to-minute record of their comings and goings from various local businesses. In some districts, public information includes which rooms of a building the person was in when they visited a toilet and whether or not they wore a mask. Mark Zastrow, a reporter for Nature, wrote, Even overnight stays at love motels have been noted. New cases in South Korea have declined by 90% in the past 40 days, an extraordinary achievement but the amount of information in South Korea's tracing alerts has turned some of its citizens into imperious armchair detectives who scour the internet in an attempt to identify people who test positive and condemn them online. Choi young A, the chair of South Korea's Human Rights Commission, has said that this harassment has made some Koreans less willing to be tested. Singapore offers perhaps the most likely model for the West, Residents can download the app called Trace Together, which uses Bluetooth technology to keep a log of nearby devices. If somebody gets sick, that user can upload relevant data to the Ministry of Health, which notifies the owners of all the devices pinged by the infected person's phone. Bluetooth is much better than GPS at tracking actual contacts, and it gives a good picture of which phones come close to each other, says Alf. Burmeyer, a privacy advocate, an officer at the Berlin Department of Justice, and the president of Germany's Society for Civil Rights. The downside of Singapore's app is that you have to register with your phone number. When a person is found infected with a disease, 
the authorities can easily match the IDs with associated home numbers and impose restrictive measures directly on these people. Germany, which is helping to lead Europe's tracing efforts, is looking to tweak the Singaporean model in a way that might make it more amendable to Western sensibilities. Bernmeier told me that one possibility is to program phones to broadcast a different ID every 30 minutes. So, for example, if I went to Starbucks in the morning, my phone would broadcast one ID over Bluetooth to all the other phones in the cafe. An hour later, at lunch with a friend, it would broadcast a different ID to all the other phones at the restaurant. Throughout the day, my phone would also receive and save IDs and log them in an encrypted Rolodex. Days later, if I was diagnosed with the coronavirus, my doctor would ask me to upload my app's data to a central server. That server would go through my encrypted Rolodex to find all of the temporary IDs I had collected. An algorithm would match the temporary IDs to something called a push token, a unique code that connects each phone to the app. It could then send each phone an automated message through the app. Please be advised, we have determined that in the past few days, you may have interacted with somebody, dot, dot, dot. At no point in this entire process would anybody's identity be known to either the government or the tech companies operating the central server. Now, zooming in a little closer to the United States, going from macro to micro, we're going to go on to TheVerge.com. In um, an article in their policy section entitled Answering the 12 Biggest Questions about Apple and Google's New Coronavirus Tracking Project, what the technical documents tell us about the project's privacy and security measures. On Friday, Google and Apple joined together for an ambitious emergency project, laying out a new protocol for tracking the ongoing coronavirus outbreak. It's an urgent, complex project with huge implications for privacy and public health. Similar projects have been successful in Singapore and other countries, but it remains to be seen whether the United States public health agencies would be able to manage such a project, even with the biggest tech companies in the world lending a hand. How does it work? In basic terms, the system lets your phone log other phones they have been nearby. As long as the system is running, your phone will periodically blast out a small, unique, and anonymous piece of code derived from the phone's unique ID. Other phones in range receive that code and remember it, building up a log of codes they've received and when they receive them. When a person using the system receives a positive diagnosis, they can choose to submit their ID code to a central database. When your phone checks back with that database, it runs a local scan to see whether any of the codes in its log matches the ID in the database. If there's been a match, you get an alert on your phone saying you've been exposed. That's the simple version. But you can already see how useful this kind of system could be. In essence, it lets you record points of contact. That is the exact thing contact tracers need without collecting any precise location data and maintaining only minimal information in the central database. How do you submit that you've been infected? The release documents are less detailed at this point. It's assumed in the spec that only legitimate healthcare providers will be able to submit a diagnosis to ensure only confirmed diagnosis generate alerts. So it's an app, sort of. It is the first part of the project aimed to be finished by mid-May. 
the system will be built into official public health apps, which will send out the BLE signals in the background. Those apps will be built by state-level health agencies, not tech companies, which means the agencies will be in charge of a lot of important decisions about how to notify users and what to recommend if a person has been exposed. Eventually, the team hopes to build that functionality directly into the iOS and Android operating systems. Eventually, the team hopes to build that functionality directly into the iOS and Android operating systems, similarly to a native dashboard or a toggle in the settings menu. But that will take months and it will still prompt users to download an official public health app if they need to submit information or receive an alert. Also on TheVerge.com is an article called How You'll Use Apple and Google's Coronavirus Tracking Tool. The first phase is app-based, and it starts next month. Apple and Google are launching the program in two phases, starting with an application programming interface, API, in mid-May. This API will make sure iOS and Android apps can trace users regardless of which operating system they're using, but it will be restricted to official apps released by public health authorities on the iOS App Store and Google Play Store. During this phase, you'll need one of these apps to participate in the program. We don't know who's working with Apple and Google right now or what the apps will look like. It seems they'll likely be interoperable in some way. In other words, a phone with App A could swipe a key with App B as long as they're both using the API. We could hypothetically see a national government or lots of small local agencies launch their own apps or governments could approve something built by an outside party like a university. Google and Apple haven't publicly nailed down many specifics, so we'll be watching for those in the coming weeks. No matter what the app looks like, you'll have to proactively add them to your phone, which will almost certainly reduce how many people use them. But in the months after they launch, Google and Apple will be working on a more permanent solution. The second phase adds opt-in tracking to iOS and Android. Following the API, Google and Apple want to add contact tracing as a core iOS and Android feature. The method is a little vague for now, but the goal is that you'd opt in through something like your phone settings. This would turn on the digital key swapping without requiring a third-party app. Then if you're exposed, your phone would signal this somehow and urge you to download an app for more information. This raises a few questions. We don't know much about the handoff process. For instance, do you get a vague pop-up notification or something with more detail? We're also not sure how Android's fragmented ecosystem might complicate the release. Google could plausibly push a fast update through a Play Store instead of waiting for carriers to roll it out, but it would still be dealing with huge variations in hardware capability. We also don't know if individual government apps might ask for more invasive permissions, like location tracking, even if Google and Apple's core system doesn't use it. If you got a phone without Bluetooth LE, of course, none of these apps will work, but iOS has included support since the 2011 iPhone 4S and the Android platform added support in 2012. 
So unless you've got a very old phone, you're probably all right. Now, in various other sources of the media, they have stated that there is work on a vaccine. But I found on SingularityHub.com um, that blood plasma has been also looked at and used effectively as a treatment. On SingularityHub.com, the article is called Blood Plasma as a Treatment. Because serology can screen for people with SARS-CoV-2 antibodies, it could find blood donors, or more specifically, plasma donors, to potentially save lives. Plasma infusion is an old technique for combating infectious diseases. Its roots can be traced all the way back to the 19th century, when people discovered that the blood components of a recently infected but recovered person can fight off active diseases in another. To be clear, the idea isn't about a blood transfusion, which requires blood type matching. Rather, the donated blood component is plasma, a yellowish liquid that houses antibodies but is devoid of red blood cells. If antibodies can fight COVID-19 in one body, in theory, they should be able to battle the same disease in another body. Plasma transfusions were previously tested in small studies during another coronavirus outbreak, SARS, with promising, though limited, results. Scientists have now seen similar preliminary positive effects with COVID-19. But as hospital beds in New York are increasingly filling with severe coronavirus cases and treatment options remain scarce, plasma transfusion, formerly called convalescent plasma therapy, is gaining new prominence. On March 24th, the FDA gave emergency approval for severe COVID-19 patients as a Hail Mary to combat the virus. Unlike newly developing antivirals or even repurposed drugs, Blood plasma is immediately available as long as we can find immune donors. It's perhaps not surprising that dozens of small studies have now sprung up to further test the therapy as a stopgap measure to slow deaths from the COVID-19 tsunami. Our response against COVID-19 is revealing an interesting collapse of time. The future is now. Scientists have been rallying to use futuristic technologies such as artificial intelligence, machine learning, and synthetic biology to battle a new foe. Yet the past is also now. Blood-based methods and social distancing have helped us for centuries against outbreaks, as have lessons of past epidemics. And arguably, past measures are more immediately effective than the glitz and glamour of new tech. Now moving forward to the WashingtonPost.com, CDC, FEMA have created a plan to reopen America. Here's what it says. Document is part of White House plan being drafted to allow Trump to reopen parts of the country within weeks. President Trump wants a final plan on reopening the country ready within days so he can issue suggestions for some states to reopen May 1st, officials said. The plans to reopen the country are close to being finalized, Trump said, at a White House briefing Tuesday. He said the plan to speak with all 50 governors very shortly and would then be authorizing individual governors to implement a very powerful reopening plan at a specific time and date for each state. He said roughly 20 states have avoided the crippling outbreaks that have affected others, and he hinted 
that some could begin restarting their economies even before May 1st. We think we're going to be able to get them open very quickly, Trump said. He added, we will hold the governors accountable. But again, we're going to be working with them to make sure it works very well. Other agencies and White House officials have drafted similar planning documents, a White House aide said. The version obtained by the Post appears to be an early draft by FEMA and contains granular instructions for a phased reopening of institutions such as schools, child care facilities, summer camps, parks, faith-based organizations, and restaurants. The plan lays out three phases, preparing the nation to reopen with a national communication campaign and community readiness assessment until May 1st. Then the effort through May 15th would involve ramping up manufacturing of testing kits and personal protective equipment and increasing emergency funding. Then staged reopenings would begin, depending on local conditions. The plan does not give dates for reopening, but specified not before May 1st. The first priority, according to the CDC response document, is to reopen community settings where children are cared for, including K-12 schools, daycares, and locally attended summer camps, to allow the workforce to return to work. Other community settings will follow with careful monitoring for increased transmissions that exceeds the public health and healthcare systems. The document also says that during phased reopenings, it is critical to strictly follow recommendations on hand washing and wearing face coverings in group settings. The plan also carries this warning. Models indicate 30-day shelter in place, followed by 180-day lifting of all mitigation results in large rebound curve. Some level of mitigation will be needed until vaccines or broad community immunity is achieved for recovering communities. The document says reopening communities in this phased approach will entail a significant risk of resurgence of the virus. Any reopening must meet four conditions. Incidence of infection is generally low. A well-functioning monitoring system capable of promptly detecting any increase in incidence of infection. A public health system that is reacting robustly to all cases of COVID-19 and has surge capacity to react to an increase in cases. A health system that has enough inpatient beds and staffing to rapidly scale up and deal with surge in cases. The plan describes the conditions under which it is reasonable to lift some community mitigation measures, the phase steps to reduce those measures, and indicators to monitor the impact of transmission on public health and health system capacities. Communities where it is necessary to maintain only low mitigation are places where the virus never spreads significantly, and those locations can reopen soon. According to the document, moderate mitigation is called for in former hotspots entering controlled recovery. Significant mitigation is recommended in current or emerging hotspots or moderate mitigation communities showing signs of strained capacities. Health experts in recent days have called for federal and state officials to help expand capacity through the country for the labor-intensive work of tracing people who have come in contact with infected patients because of local health departments lack the necessary staff, money, and training. The plan also says that solutions for app-based case and contact investigations will be necessary for augmenting the actions of public health workers 
and for greatly increasing the important role of slowing COVID-19 transmission in the community. Tech experts and companies such as Google and Apple are developing software that uses cell phones and apps to track people's movements. Once someone is confirmed as infected with coronavirus, public health workers could go back and trace people the infected person has come in contact with. But the invasive nature of cell phone tracking and apps has raised concerns about civil liberties. The document calls for a workforce of 670 to support communities with contact tracing as part of a surge staff not nearly large enough based on plans from other groups. And on a slightly different note, my sister and I have been talking a lot recently during this quarantine lockdown and been discussing how we've been feeling tired as of late. And I found an article on sciencealert.com that spoke to this specifically. It says, feeling more tired than usual during lockdown? Psychologists explain why. A lot of people have been posting on social media saying they've been feeling tired earlier than usual while on lockdown. Normally able to stay up until small hours, they're hitting the pillow at 10 o'clock now. Many are wondering how this can be we are all doing less. The feelings of fatigue you are experiencing are more likely to be related to the mental workload associated with COVID-19 rather than the physical burden. Fatigue can have both physical and non-physical courses. After we have completed a five-kilometer run, we deserve a rest. Or after an illness, we can feel run down and tired for a few weeks. But research has also shown that tiredness can be caused by psychological states, such as stress and anxiety. In the current situation, it can even be the monotony of the situation that causes us to feel tired. Therefore, dealing with the psychological strain associated with coronavirus could be wearing us out. So how do we go about getting our energy back? The phases of adjustment. When we look at major changes, such as a student starting university or people moving to a new country, a period of adaption and transition is needed. This takes time and comes in phases. The first week of adapting involves disengaging from formal ways of living and working and establishing new interactions. These are usually achieved by the fourth or fifth day, after which life begins to become more settled and predictable. People in the first few weeks of lockdown may feel low and could be tearful. This is a normal adaption stage. Please don't worry too much, but be reassured that this will pass for most people, and next week you will feel better. Transitioning to a new environment can be helped by writing a reflective journal. It can be helpful to note down your thoughts and feelings. You can then review your progress and see how you adjust. The next lesson on how to keep your energy up comes from observing people in survival situations. To avoid a drift into a state of apathy and feeling low and unmotivated, it's important to establish a clear structure to your day. Structure allows us to gain some control over our lives. It helps prevent a buildup of empty time that could make you very aware of confinement and cause a growing sense of drift. This can make people feel withdrawn and apathetic, sleep badly, and neglect their personal hygiene. Another non-physical cause of fatigue is anxiety. The pandemic has made people confused and uncertain and given some a sense of trepidation. All these feelings can lead to poor sleep quality, 
which in turn can make people more tired and anxious. To break this cycle, exercise is a useful tool. Going for a walk or doing an online exercise class can make you feel physically tired, but in the longer term, it will reduce feelings of fatigue and your sleep quality improves. Planning ahead and setting goals is now both possible and necessary. Aim for a set future date for release from the lockdown, but be prepared to reset that date as necessary. Being optimistic about the future and having things to look forward to can also help reduce anxiety and reduce fatigue. So if you're feeling very tired, like my sister and I were, you can understand, as with all the things that I have discussed during this segment, it is a lot to weigh on the brain. And the confluence of the layers and degrees of what is happening around us can cause mental strain, which can make one very tired. But you have to keep the light inside lit so that you can see clearly through your eyes and be open and receptive to what you discern as truth so you can stand on your choice. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and gnosis, blessings and grace.
why can't we make it better? Come on. Blessings and grace, and welcome to the Go and Gnosis, your news infused with consciousness, starting off on LifeSightNews.com. Pope Francis drops Vicar of Christ title in Vatican Yearbook. In a surprise move, Pope Francis has dropped the historic and essential title Vicar of Christ from the 2020 Pontifical Yearbook, the Holy See's annual directory relegating the title to a footnote, calling it a historical title. While previous yearbooks listed the title Vicar of Christ and the name of the reigning pope under that title, this year's annual directory simply lists the name Jorge Mario Bogoglio, the name of the man who became Pope Francis in 2013. The photo of this year's yearbook was published by Rome's-based journalist Marco Tassati. Cardinal Gerhard Mueller, former prefect of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, called the change theological barbarism. The German cardinal goes on to speak about the embarrassment that the annual pontifico has demeaned essential elements of the Catholic teaching 
on the primacy of the Pope as mere historical appendix, he insisted that it is a theological barbarism to demean a historical burden the titles of the Pope's successor of Peter, representative of Christ, and visible head of the entire church. He stated that the bishops as successors of the apostles, together with the successor of Peter, representative of Christ, and visible head of the entire church, rule the house of the living God. No pope or ecumenical council, the German prelate continued, could with reference to their highest authority over the church do away with the primacy, the episcopy, or the sacraments, or to reinterpret them in their essence. A commentator quoted by Greta Horst noted that the change in the yearbook denotes a defective understanding of the office, pointing out that important titles, such as successor of the Prince of the Apostles, has also been downgraded as mere historical titles. Moving forward to WWLP.com, Kentucky is putting ankle monitors on coronavirus patients who ignore self-isolation order. Kentucky courts have ordered several coronavirus patients to wear GPS ankle monitors after they refuse to stay at home. Judges have ordered people who have tested positive or are suspected of having the virus to self-isolate and those who ignore the mandate may be placed on house arrest, according to the Louisville Courier-Journal. As of Thursday evening, the fourth and most recent person ordered to wear a GPS monitor is a man who hadn't tested positive for coronavirus, but lives with the confirmed case and refused to sign a quarantine order, according to the Courier General. The man's sister allegedly told health officials he leaves the home often. Another patient in Jefferson County who tested positive for coronavirus was placed on house arrest after going shopping on March 21st, court documents revealed. Under state law, officials with Louisville Public Health Department had the power to issue an order of isolation, to which is then presented to a judge for approval. WCNC reported that correction officers have been asked to distribute the GPS monitoring equipment to those who do not follow the order. Moving forward to igambia.org. Outrage as French doctors say COVID-19 cure should first be tested in Africa. Two French doctors, Jean-Paul Mira and Camille Locke, have sparked outrage after they were caught on television discussing Africa as the best destination to conduct a test for COVID-19 vaccine. In a viral video clip shared on social media on Thursday, the two were filmed on set suggesting that a newly discovered possible COVID-19 vaccine should be tested in Africa the same way experimental treatments for AIDS was done on prostitutes. According to the journalists interviewing the doctors, the vaccine should first be tested on vulnerable Africans who have no mask, no treatment before using it to treat European citizens. John Paul Mira, head of resuscitation department, he's the head of the resuscitation department at Cochin Hospital, also pointed out that the continent should be considered because of its perceived toughness to disease outbreaks. If I can be provocative, shouldn't we do this study in Africa where there are no masks, no treatment, no resuscitation, a bit like it has been done in some studies in AIDS where among prostitutes we try things because they are exposed and they don't protect themselves? What do you think, he asked. Corroborating with him 
Camille Locke, a research director at NSERM, said a similar approach could be adopted as ongoing search for the COVID-19 vaccine intensifies across the globe. So you're right. We're thinking in parallel to a study in Africa precisely to make the same type of approach with BCG vaccine placebo. I think there is a call for tenders that was released or that will be released. I think we will indeed seriously think about that too, he added. Moving forward to ModernGhana.com. DR Congo prepared to take part in vaccine testing. Official. The Democratic Republic of Congo is prepared to take part in testing of any future vaccine against the coronavirus. The head of the country's task force against the pandemic said on Friday. We've been chosen to conduct these tests, said the head of the National Biological Institute, John Jacques Mayembe. The vaccine will be produced in the United States or in Canada or in China. We're candidates for doing the testing here, Mayembe told a news briefing in comments that sparked controversy in DR Congo amid charges the population was being used as guinea pigs. Mayembe suggested that clinical trials could begin in July or August. At some point, COVID-19 will be uncontrollable. The virologist said the only way to control it will be a vaccine, just like Ebola. It was a vaccine that helped us end the Ebola epidemic. Mayembe's comments came as two leading French doctors came under a storm of criticism after discussing on a television program the idea of testing a vaccine for coronavirus in Africa. Even the former international and Ivory Coast football star Didier Drogba joined in. It's inconceivable that we continue to accept this. Africa is not a laboratory. I strongly denounce these very serious racist and contemptuous words the former Chelsea and Marsilia striker wrote on his Facebook page and on Twitter. Help us save lives in Africa and stop the spread of the virus that is destabilizing the whole world instead of seeing us as guinea pigs. It's absurd. The 10th Ebola epidemic in DR Congo is set to be declared over on April 12th after it killed more than 2,200 people in the east of the country since its outbreak in August 1, 2018. More than 320,000 people were given two different experimental vaccines to stop the spread. Moving forward to dreads.info. Dreads.info. Jamaican scientist claims new marijuana strain cures coronavirus. Jamaican scientist Dr. Henry claims marijuana strain cures coronavirus. A prolific Jamaican scientist, Dr. Henry Lowers, recently filed for a United States patent for a new cannabis-based drug that he believes can cure the novel coronavirus. The coronavirus, also called COVID-19, first emerged in December 2019. It quickly spread across the globe, claiming almost 70,000 lives from more than 1.2 million of infections. Dr. Lowe, who is widely recognized for his extensive research in the use of marijuana to treat cancer and other diseases, claims that his new marijuana may help cure coronavirus sufferers. Through his company, Biotech Research and Development Institute Limited, Lowe has received approval from the United States Patent Office for a cannabis-based drug used for treating glaucoma and myopia or nearsightedness. Now he's trying to use his research 
to come up with a strain of marijuana that treats coronavirus. The doctor is keeping everyone under wraps until he receives the patent. A local Jamaican newspaper reached out to him for comment on the matter, but he refused to say anything. Moving forward to businessinsider.com. Walmart, Costco, Target are barred from selling non-essential items such as clothing and electronics in parts of the United States. Big box stores and grocery chains in certain areas of the U.S. are being barred from selling non-essential items to customers to reduce foot traffic and prevent the spread of coronavirus. Certain local governments have directed stores to empty areas with non-essential items such as clothing and electronics or rope off these items from customers. Some shoppers have applauded the new restrictions and encouraged other local governments to implement them. Moving forward to Bloomberg.com, Africans, United States say, blacks mistreated in China's Guangzhou. African officials are confronting China publicly and in private over racist mistreatment of Africans in the Chinese city of Guangzhou, and the United States says African Americans have been targeted too. Some Africans in the commercial hub have reported being evicted or discriminated against amid coronavirus fears. And United States Embassy Security Alert on Saturday said that the police ordered bars and restaurants not to serve clients who appear to be of African origin. And local officials have launched mandatory testing and self-quarantine for anyone with African contacts. That's in response to a rise in virus infections in Guangzhou. The United States said, adding that African Americans have also reported that some businesses and hotels refuse to do business with them. The United States statement is titled, Discrimination Against African Americans in Guangzhou. A recent increase in virus cases in China has been largely attributed to people arriving from overseas. African diplomats in Beijing have met with Chinese foreign ministry officials and stated in very strong terms their concerns and condemnation of the disturbing and humiliating experiences our citizens have been subjected to, Sierra Leone's embassy in Beijing said in a statement Friday, adding that 14 citizens had been put into compulsory 14-day quarantine. The diplomats reminded officials of their support of China during the pandemic, especially in the early days. Some African nations that had scores or even hundreds of students stranded during China's earlier lockdown had sided with Chinese officials against calls for evacuations, and many African nations publicly praised Beijing for its virus response. Separately, in an unusually open critique of Beijing, the Speaker of Nigeria's House of Representatives tweeted a video of himself pressing the Chinese ambassador on the issue. It's almost undiplomatic the way I'm talking, but it's because I'm upset about what's going on. Femi Kabaja Biamila says, We take it very seriously. Ambassador Zhou Pingjiang replies, Nigerian Foreign Minister Joffrey Onyama said he summoned the ambassador to express extreme concern and a call for an immediate government response. The scoldings continued Saturday as African nations have openly praised China's development model or assertive investment in the continent in recent years made it clear that racist treatment of their citizens wouldn't be tolerated. Ghana summoned the Chinese ambassador 
and condemned the inhumane treatment in a statement. The chair of the African Union Commission said he summoned the Chinese ambassador to the AU to express our extreme concern. Kenya has also spoken out. A foreign ministry statement noted unfair response against foreigners, particularly of African origin. Chinese foreign ministry spokesman Zhao Lingzhan on Thursday told reporters that China's most urgent task is to prevent overseas imports of the virus, but acknowledged that there might be some misunderstandings in the implementation of measures. China treats all foreigners equally, Zhao said. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology, blessings, and grace.
and grace and welcome to technology starting off on euronews.com flying electric cars have landed and there will be races in late 2020 
flying car races are no longer just reserved for computer games and science fiction movies. Now they are hitting the real world. The organizers behind the world's first motorsport series for flying electric cars, Airspeeder, say the races are expected to take place in 2020 with a view to scheduling a fuel Grand Prix championship season soon after. Meanwhile, they have bold ambitions to accelerate a revolution in sustainable transport. The founder of the race, Matt Pearson, told Euronews Living, Traditional motorsport fans will certainly recognize many elements of our race series, says Matt Pearson, founder of Aluda and the Airspeeder series. Pearson continues, The plan is to have distinct teams, pit stops, pilots, and a focus on delivering the sport to as many fans as possible through globally broadcasted live streams. Moving forward to TheGuardian.com, Amsterdam to Paris in 90 minutes, Dutch tout Hyperloop as future of travel. Swifter than trains, safer than cars, and far less damaging to the environment than planes, the Dutch province of North Holland believes the Hyperloop might be the future. Plans are drawn up for Amsterdam to be connected to other European cities by the futuristic high-speed mode of transportation, comprising a magnetic hovertrain and an air-free tube able to travel at speeds of over 600 miles per hour due to the lack of friction and drag. Althoff said, We know that people are willing to travel from door to door for up to one hour for their work. With such a super-fast hyperloop, it suddenly becomes possible to travel much longer commuting distances. That sounds promising. That is why we're going to consult with other authorities and parties to continue this research. Part Hyperloop, which was founded after winning the International Hyperloop Competition, organized by Musk in 2017, is partnering with companies including Tata Steel on the project. A first high-speed test facility is being built in the Dutch province of Groningen with a three-kilometer test track, making it the first in Europe of its kind. A 30-meter low-speed test tunnel has already been built in Delft. Hart Hyperloop has been looking at how its passenger-carrying pods, which will be propelled through a tube, might also be able to change routes by switching lanes without reducing speed. Moving forward to Psi.org, researchers develop one-way street for electrons. Researchers at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill made a one-way street for electrons that may unlock the ability for devices to process ultra-high-speed wireless data and simultaneously harvest energy for power. The researchers did this by shaping silicon on a microscopic scale to create a funnel, or ratchet, for electrons. This method overcomes the speed limitations of prior technologies by removing interfaces that tend to slow down devices. Electrons carry electrical current, and they typically don't care about the shape of the wire in which the current flows. Yet when things get very small, shape begins to matter. The funnels here are ultra-small, more than a million times smaller than the typical electrical wire. As a result, the electrons inside behave like billiard balls, bouncing freely off surfaces. The asymmetrical funnel shape then causes the electrons to bounce preferentially in one direction. In effect, the electrons are forced to follow a one-way street. Diodes are the backbone for all technology. They allow computers to process data 
by encoding signals as ones and zeros. Traditionally, diodes require interfaces between materials such as n-type and p-type semiconductors or between semiconductors and metals. By contrast, geometric diodes are made of a single material and simply use shape to direct charges, preferentially in one direction. With continued development, nanowire electron ratchets promise to pave a high-speed, one-way road to new technologies. Moving forward to the New York Times.com, robots welcome to take over as pandemic accelerates automation. Broad unease about losing jobs to machines could dissipate as people focus on the benefits of minimizing close human contact. Since the coronavirus took hold in the United States last month, AMP Robotics has seen a significant increase in orders for its robots that use artificial intelligence to sift through recycled material, weeding out trash. Some facilities that were looking at getting one or two robots are now seeing we need a quite bit more, said the Colorado company's chief executive, Matanya Horowitz. It's all moving quite fast. Before the pandemic, automation had been gradually replacing human work in a range of jobs, from call centers to warehouses and grocery stores, as companies look to cut labor costs and improve profit. But labor and robotics experts say social distancing directives, which are likely to continue in some form after the crisis subsides, could prompt more industries to accelerate their use of automation. The grocery industry is leaning more on automation to free up employees to deal with the crush of demand during the pandemic. The role of cashier is also changing. For many years, retailers have provided self-checkout kiosks, but those machines often require intervention by workers to help shoppers navigate the often fickle and frustrating technology. The pandemic is prompting some stores to adopt even more aggressive contactless options. From farm stands to butchers, merchants are asking customers whenever possible to use mobile payment services like PayPal or Venmo. Banking regulators in Europe last week increased the amount of money that shoppers can pay through their mobile devices while reducing some authentication requirements. A new wave of automation could also mean that when companies start hiring again, they do so in smaller numbers. This may be one of those situations when automation does substantially depress rehiring, Mr. Murrow said. You may see fewer workers when the recovery does come. PayPal is also using automated translation services so its English-speaking representatives can help customers who don't speak English. The resources we are able to deploy through AI are allowing us to be more flexible with our staff and prioritize their safety and well-being, PayPal said in a statement. YouTube said in a blog post that with fewer people in its offices around the world, machines are doing more content moderation. Moving forward to ZDNet.com. CFOs looking to make remote work, telecommuting more permanent following COVID-19, says Gartner survey. The move to remote work may be a bit more permanent than many managers and employees realize. The new normal telecommuting may be a bit more permanent than realized, as 74% of chief financial officers, CFOs, say they expect to move previously on-site employees remote post-COVID-19, according to a Gartner survey. 
The survey, which had 317 CFO respondents on March 30th, highlighted how remote work may become more of the norm as companies look to cut commercial real estate costs. One of my working theories about the COVID-19 crisis was that the percentage of telecommuters would swell as enterprises realized they could be as effective and save money on commercial real estate. Among the key shifts from CFOs and enterprises as they manage cash via COVID-19 shutdowns, 81% of CFOs plan to exceed their contractual obligations to hourly workers and to fund that they are using remote work to offer flexible schedules and maintain operations. 90% of the CEOs said their accounting closed operations will be able to run effectively without disruptions off-site. 20% of CFOs said they are cutting their on-premise technology spending, with 12% planning the same move. And 13% of CFOs have already cut real estate expenses, with another 9% planning cuts in the months to come. The Gartner CFO survey also has data on other ways CFOs have already cut costs, The actions highlight various enterprise moves to cope with the COVID-19 pandemic. Executives are pursuing multiple options to avoid layoffs. Actions already taken include 60% have canceled all leadership events and off-sites. 58% have frozen hiring. 58% have canceled conference spending, with 51% freezing travel and expenses. 49% have delayed capital expenditures, and 32% have delayed or frozen current new hire offers. In addition, CFOs are managing cash closely and reluctant to take on more debt even as they tap lines of credit. Sales leaders are also testing lower-cost sales models, according to Gartner. Metrics such as seller activities, productivity, and customer engagement are being tracked to inform future budget cuts. To date, only 8% of sales leaders are considering shifting traditional outside and field sales to virtual positions permanently. And moving forward to SingularityHub.com, NASA's plan to build a base camp on the moon sounds like sci-fi, but it's real. In a report released last week, the agency laid out its multiple-phase plan for what it's calling the Artemis program, which will be the core of its spaceflight and exploration endeavors for the next decade. Artemis goals cover three domains, low Earth orbit, the Moon, and Mars. It all starts with robots. In 2021, two robotic missions will deliver scientific and commercial payloads to the Moon. Volatiles investigating Polar Exploration Rover, Viper, and other lunar rovers will wander around the Moon's surface looking for resources humans will need in order to spend any significant amount of time there, like oxygen and water. Once they're there, NASA envisions astronauts staying on the moon for up to a week at a time to start. Once operations on the moon are expanded and astronauts can stay there for longer, the Mars piece of the Artemis plan would kick in. Just as robots will deliver robots to the moon before humans go there, the same would subsequently happen on Mars. Robots first, humans later. And here's one final detail to know about Project Artemis. In a nod to gender equality, the program was named after the Greek goddess of the hunt and the moon. In Greek mythology, Artemis was the twin sister of Apollo, 
for whom the first moon missions were named. NASA chose the name Artemis as a gesture of inclusion. The agency intends to land the first woman on the moon as part of this multifaceted project. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Herbnology. Blessings and grace.
Blessings and grace, and welcome to Herbnology. I'll be talking about the top herbs for treating asthma. The first one is oregano. Oregano is a powerful herb for treating asthma. Along with anti-inflammatory properties, it contains carvacrol, flavonoids, and terpenes that work as lung-cleasing elements. This herb can reduce inflammation of the respiratory tract and bronchial tubes, thus providing relief from asthma symptoms. Drink two to three cups of oregano tea daily when suffering from asthma. To make tea, steep three teaspoons of oregano in one cup of hot water and wait for five to ten minutes. Strain as honey as per taste and drink it. Alternatively, take one tablespoon of juice extracted from fresh oregano leaves a few times a day to relieve asthma symptoms and chronic coughs. Ginkgo bibola. Ginkgo bibola contains antihistamine, and anti-inflammatory properties that help treat asthma. It was found that extracts of this herb helped decrease the infiltration of inflammatory cells in the asthmatic airway and relieve the airway inflammation. It's readily available in the market in supplement form. Ginger, another well-known herb used for treating asthma is ginger. It has anti-inflammatory properties that help reduce airway inflammation and inhibit airway contraction. Drink two to three cups of ginger tea daily. Also, you can also mix equal parts of ginger juice, pomegranate juice, and honey and consume one tablespoon of this mixture two to three times a day. You can also take ginger supplements after consulting your doctor. Garlic. Garlic is a popular medicinal herb used to treat asthma. Its anti-inflammatory properties help clear congestion in the lungs. In addition, its antibiotic and antiviral properties help boost immunity and fight infections that can trigger asthma. Boil two to three garlic cloves in a quarter cup of milk. Allow it to cool at room temperature and drink it once daily. Alternately, eat two garlic cloves with one teaspoon each of raw unfiltered apple cider vinegar and honey each morning before breakfast. Another option is to eat one to two crushed raw garlic cloves daily to boost immunity and prevent asthma attacks. You can also take garlic supplements. Slippery elm is another effective herb for asthma. It has anti-inflammatory properties that help thin the mucus that clogs the airways. It also provides relief from coughing and tightening of the chest. In addition to asthma, it can help treat bronchitis, sore throats, and coughs. Add two teaspoons of the inner bark of slippery elm to two cups of boiling water. Cover and simmer for five minutes. Strain, add honey as per taste, and drink this tea twice daily when suffering from asthma. You can also enjoy slippery elm lozenges that are readily available in the market to reduce inflammation of the bronchial tubes. Pregnant or breastfeeding women should not take slippery elm. Licorice. The herb licorice also helps in the treatment of asthma. Licorice has a systemic anti-inflammatory effect on the lungs, which helps reduce inflammation of the bronchial tubes, calms the airways, and restores normal breathing. In addition, it has immune stimulant properties. Add two teaspoons of licorice root powder to a cup of hot water, cover and steep for 10 minutes, strain, add honey as per taste, and drink once daily when suffering from asthma. You can also take this herb in supplement form. 
Licorice is not suitable for people who have diabetes, high blood pressure, adrenal disease, or reduced kidney or liver functioning. Turmeric. Turmeric is a powerful herb to prevent asthma attacks and other allergies. It contains the active ingredient cucurbamin, a powerful antioxidant and anti-inflammatory compound that helps fight asthma symptoms. Mix one teaspoon of turmeric powder in one cup of milk and boil it. Allow it to cool and drink it twice daily. You can also take cucurbamin supplements. Lemongrass is widely used in traditional medicine for treating asthma, coughs, and other respiratory disorders. It has anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, and antifungal properties that help reduce inflammation and fight infections. In addition, it has vitamin C that boosts your immune system. Add two teaspoons of dried lemongrass to two cups of water, a half a teaspoon of grated ginger, two cloves, and a small piece of cinnamon stick. Bring to a boil, then simmer for five to ten minutes. Strain and add a little lemon juice and honey and drink it once daily when suffering from asthma. Stinging nettle is an excellent treatment for allergy-related asthma. This herb contains natural antihistamines and anti-inflammatory properties that help open up constricted bronchial and nasal passages to relieve asthma symptoms. In addition, it is rich in bitric acid, which helps maintain a healthy immune system and metabolism. Add one tablespoon of dried stinging nettle root or leaves to a cup of hot water. Cover and steep for five minutes. Strain, add honey as per taste and drink it. You can drink this herbal tea a few times per day when suffering from asthma you can also take nettle supplements. And bishop's weed, also called carom seeds or ajuane, is also useful for treating asthma. It exerts a strong antispasmodic effect on the inflamed bronchioles, which in turn relieves asthma symptoms. It can help prevent or ease asthma attacks. Bishop's weed can also treat bronchitis, emphysema, and whooping cough as well as cardiovascular disorders. The seeds of this herb are primarily used in asthma treatment. Mix together one teaspoon each of bishop's weed seeds and jaggery. Take this mixture twice daily. You can also choose some roasted bishop weed seeds with water to get relief from asthma symptoms. Again, that is bishop's weed, stinging nettle, lemongrass, turmeric, licorice, slippery elm, garlic, ginger, ginkgo biloba, and oregano. The top herbs used to treat asthma. Look to the nature of the Most High first as your first line of defense for all of your healing needs. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace. Time please detention Hear them out Hear what the streets talk about No justice, no peace Them shout One more politician, one more doubt One man cry Represent all vote Unfair practice, them don't spiral route Make sure you feed your mind And just your mouth 
Blind repetition cause spiritual drought Sure in these times the weak without The real camouflage has make believe What is on your screen was already conceived Isn't it ironic how you wipe your plate clean What you gonna do when we level the play field Aye. Time free is detention In a due time free is detention Cycle repeat in a slow motion Renegade style fish out of the faction For real, time free is detention In a due time free is detention Cycle repeat in a slow motion Renegade style shatter in the faction Mental slavery, them still a chain with Them who remain ignorant are getting used daily Religious fanatics, none them never speak plainly Hand with them struggle at the focus mainly Lost originality, no morality I chant truth and I chant reality Supply the guns and still a farm charity Hide underground and then leave out the majority Walk on the TV, them get God believe me, living in a world where nothing a come freely Had them they alone, with them care about really All on them knees and them still asleep easy your feet Time fee is detention, in a due time fee is detention Cycle repeat in a slow motion, renegade style shut time in faction For real Time fee is detention In a due time fee is detention Cycle repeat in a slow motion Renegades die in chatter in the faction Truth be told, the pressure coming back tenfold No amount of money cannot save your soul Can't box me income in now on your payroll What kind of liberty what them are up all? Some choose life and some choose gold Some choose humility and some I walk all With no follow fashion cause them fashion too cool Find truth that's your own cause the strong stand alone hey, hey, Let me read your prophecy Full circle I come around with a tenacity Sabotage life now you come out with a casualty No more you plead you time for you pay your penalty Be real Time fee is detention In a due time fee is detention Cycle repeat in a slow motion Renegade style shatter in the faction Time fee is detention In a due time fee is detention Cycle repeat in a slow motion Renegade style shatter in the faction Hear them out, hear what the streets talk about No justice, no peace, them a shout One more politician, one more doubt One man cry, represent all vote Unfair practice, them spiral route Make sure you feed your mind, not just your mouth Blind repetition, cause spiritual drought Sure, we know these times, the week without Real camouflage has make me Break the cycle, break the cycle. Anybody wanna break the cycle, break the cycle. 
break the cycle Anybody wanna break the cycle So do the same thing, break the cycle Wanna see your world change, break the cycle Break the cycle, break the cycle Look, yo, I cannot go on living like this Free my soul from generational curses Let my will be stronger than my weaknesses Open my eyes to see my transgressions I suppose this is not the way I should go So now that I know better, I'll do better, right? I wish it was that easy to stick to it Cause I really need to put a stick through it Go ahead and break the cycle Break the cycle, break the cycle Anybody wanna break the cycle Break the cycle, break the cycle Anybody wanna break the cycle Sick of the same thing Break the cycle, wanna see your world change Break the cycle, break the cycle, break the cycle Look, good Harriet said she could've led A whole lot more slaves to freedom If only they knew they were slaves Think about it, I think about it What am I a slave to? Fear, doubt, depression, can't let them overrule you You got the motherfucking power So grab a hold of the motherfucking power Time, it's your life, it's your mind, get it right, read the signs, cause they telling you that it's time for you to break the cycle, break the cycle, break the cycle. Anybody wanna break the cycle, break the cycle, break the cycle. Anybody wanna break the cycle? Sick of the same thing, break the cycle. Wanna see your world change? Break the cycle, break the cycle, break the cycle.
Blessings and grace, and welcome to the metaphysics of the moment. We're going to start off with the Hebrew word, re. Re is friendly, companionable, 
sociable, lovable, inclination, thought, desire, will, nourishing, feeding, shepherding. One of David's mighty men, he remained friendly to David and would not join Adonijah in his conspiracy against David to take the throne. 1 Kings 1.8 Metaphysically, Ray, the inner assurance of the individual that Jehovah is a friend and a shepherd to him. This in turn begets a feeling of goodwill and kindly interest in the individual toward others. We love because he first loved us. 1 John 4.19 This kindly, friendly, goodwill attitude of mine belongs to and is a strong asset of the love in man. The Hebrew word gilo, it means welling up, rejoicing, uncovering, laying bare, revealing, making naked, migration, exile. A city in the hill country of Judea, Joshua 15.51, Anthopel, David's counselor, who joined Absalom in his conspiracy against David, was a native of Gilo. 2 Samuel 15.12, metaphysically, Gilo, intellectual perception of truth, rejoicing because of its insight into spiritual things. It is not really spiritual in itself, however, and is an exile insofar as the kingdom of heaven is concerned, since the least of one's truly spiritual thoughts is greater than one's highest intellectual perceptions. Yeshua said of John the Baptist, who represents the intellectual concept of truth, that though there are none greater who are born of women, yet he that is but little in the kingdom is greater than John. Thus, purely intellectual knowing is laid bare, is revealed in its real light, and must take a secondary place in the consciousness as true spiritual understanding increases. In guidance, spiritual guidance, the impressions that come from the spirit of truth within man. In the Hebrew word Urim, radiating principles, lights, illuminations, revelations, shining brilliances, understanding, elements, the Urim and the Thummim, are correctly rendered lights and truth, or revelations and truth. The Urim and the Thummim, Exodus 28.30, the lights and the perfections, were placed in the breastplate of the high priest of the Israelites. By them in some way, the high priest obtained divine guidance for the people, especially in difficult cases. Exodus 28.30, Leviticus 8.8, and Numbers 27.21. Metaphysically, Orem, the consciousness of divine guidance in any specific matter, when this guidance is sought in prayer, the inner illuminating experiences that one realizes when one seeks the Most High earnestly and with pure, holy, unselfish intent in the sacred meeting place between the Most High and man, the Holy of Holies, within the innermost of one's being. The Hebrew word mikloth, it means germinations, sprouts, twigs, sticks, rods, staves, divining rods. A Benjamite, 
First Chronicles 8.32, the ruler of the course of 24,000 who served King David in the second month. First Chronicles 27.4, metaphysically, McCloth, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Psalms 23.4, rod suggests correction. The staves denote something to lean upon. He is in the way of life that heedeth correction. Proverbs 10.17 Whoso loveth correction, loveth knowledge. Proverbs 12.1 The eternal God is thy dwelling place, and underneath are the everlasting arms. Deuteronomy 33.27 Divining rods and sticks used for deciding lots and for guidance by some higher intelligence than that of a man's outer, personal self. They suggest that a power greater than man has realized is shaping his life. Germinations, sprouts, speak of new understanding and a consciousness of new life. So, McCloth, a Benjamite, represents the awakening of the individual to the truths that are enumerated in this and in the foregoing. Fuller light, however, is needed since at this stage of enfoldment, the belief in punishments and in the psychic seems to enter into man's thought of guidance and of the Most High. Azania. Azania is Hebrew for Jehovah hears, whom Jehovah hears, hearing Jah, hearing the Lord, father of Jeshua, a Levite, in Nehemiah 10.9. Metaphysically, Azania, a natural religious tendency in man that is receptive and obedient to spiritual truth and guidance. This spirit of receptivity and obedience to Jehovah and the divine law is recognized by the true I am in consciousness, the Christ or Jehovah. And from it springs a perception of salvation. The word prophet, one who receives the inspiration of spirit, understands spiritual law and imparts it to others. The prophets of old seemed to stand between the Most High and the people. It was brought through them that the people received divine guidance. Metaphysically, the prophet is that in us which discerns the working of the law. Transgressed law brings its own punishment, and it is the prophet of the Lord that sees its outer working in our life. It is the prophet in us that often warns and keeps us from transgressing the law because we discern what the results will be. Fearfulness is a state of mind that is full of fear. Fearfulness is a parasite. It drives away divine guidance and produces weakness of the heart. Intuition. Metaphysically, there is a wisdom of the heart. It is called intuition. It is very much surer in guidance than the head. When one trusts spirit and looks to it for understanding, a certain confidence in the invisible good develops in the soul. This faith awakens the so-called sixth sense, intuition, or divine knowing. The Hebrew word shitre. Shitre is engraver, scribe, writer, magistrate, 
Prefect, Director, Inspector, Extractor, Gatherer of Money. Jah is deciding. The Lord is Administrator. The Sharonite, who was over the herds of King David that fed in Sharon, 1 Chronicles 27-29, metaphysically, Chitrai, is the appropriation of substance, ideas, and consciousness through the attracting power of divine love. Also a trust in Jehovah, the inner Christ, for direction, guidance, and sound judgment. The herds for which Chitrai cared are the animal forces in man, or substance and life in the body consciousness. Sharon represents the rich substance of spirit established in body consciousness. The Hebrew word Pekahiah, it means Jehovah has opened his eyes. Jah perceives. Jah watches. Jehovah restores the sight. Son of Menahem and king of Israel, he did that which was evil in the sight of Jehovah and was slain by his captain, Pekah. 2 Kings 15.22-26 Metaphysically, Pekahiah, the ruling will of the objective consciousness of man, reigning in willfulness and ignorance, but watched over by Jehovah and being taught or gaining understanding by the way of experience. Until we are able to learn by direct revelation from the Most High and by being obedient to our higher ideals and spiritual guidance, we have to learn our lessons by means of the harder way. Experience since the law is that we must continue to learn and grow. And the Hebrew word, Bariah, it means whom Jehovah created, begotten of Jah, brought forth of Jehovah. Jah is maker. A Benjamite, son of Shemai. 1 Chronicles 8.21 Metaphysically, Bariah, a perception of the truth that Jehovah, the Christ, is the true Father, or Maker, or Creator of manifest man. Man came forth from the Christ, the divine ideal man, which ever exists in the mind of the Most High. In spite of outer man's seeming direction of affairs, his apparent blunders and inharmonies, there ever remains in him the true guidance an activity of a higher light and understanding. Even that of spirit, eventually there'll be brought about a fulfillment of the good that from the beginning has been given to man, but which as yet he has so imperfectly realized and appropriated. The Hebrew word jator, it means enclosure, encircled, nomadic, encampment, border, fence, Boundary, pillar, carn, rock, mountain rage, that which keeps within bounds. Son of Ishmael, Genesis 25:15, metaphysically, jator, an idea of order, solidity, strength, that has sprung from the carnal. This jator belief thinks that the individual can be kept in orderly existence only when limited to certain lines of thought and action, when his thoughts, beliefs, and acts are fenced in, as it were. Since man's 
way of making one better is always that of limiting one by means of outer rules and regulations. It knows nothing of true spiritual freedom and guidance, which alone can bring about real strength, unity, and adjustment in consciousness. Beautiful loves, utilize this time to exercise your true spiritual freedom and connect with your inner guidance of the divine seed of the Most High that shines the light of truth, utilizing discernment and intuition, may it establish real strength and unify and adjust the consciousness of the world. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
blessings and grace. I'd like to thank you for joining me for another offering of Woman's Wednesday. I'd like to show love to the frequency that accompanies me, the music. Soho Pal Joey, hot music. Eric Lau, what the world should be. Yasin Bey, the light is not afraid of the dark. Black Jazz Consortium, Science and Art. Soul Dynamic, featuring Deborah Bond, There's a Place. Dawn Tallman, I Am Not Afraid. Ashley Dubois, Break the Cycle. Rima, Do Time. Mark the Clive Low, Gazia, Call Me Like, Dove, Nishwadada, Jaw Drives Me, Patience, Immaculate, K Fox, Gold, Terry Hunter, Platinum Remix, Natalie Rise, Free Up Your Mind, Afro Killers, Third Place, Mr. Eclectic and Brother Basil, featuring Daniel Dutton, Why? Original Mix, Queen Africa, Battlefield, Yasin Bey, Priority, John Nine, Dronvulo Melchizedek, Donnie Hathaway, We Need You Right Now, Lord, The Whitefield Brothers, featuring Bajka, Earthology, Star, GMF, Great Mother Flow, Yeza, Rebel Impress, Remember, that you are water. Cry, cleanse, flow. Remember that you are fire. Burn, tame, ignite. Remember that you are air. Be still, focus, decide. Remember that you are earth, ground, build, give. Be you till full love, so that you can rise and ascend. Blessings, grace, love, and strength to all.
Yo, I'm ready, ready for action. Intimate, swift, like a cash transaction. Speaker blow off from Roll House to the mansion. This ghetto soundcraft right around in the fashion. They don't know the language, but shout in the anthem. The beat translated, make the world understand some. My voice like magic, my flow fantastic. In summary, I'm rare, ordinary, elaborate. Then check the profile, this is lyrically handsome. Resemble my pay scale, slim nigga ain't frail. And I ain't in the gym on some ebony man shit. I'm in a laboratory bench pressing the standard. It's your hand, I'm lifting the ball. Right home on the broad, get close to the guards, they focus the sharp, the side stake, and it's way more than paper involved. You must evolve or die, that ain't falsify. Home team, I know you keep trouble on your mind, but don't let bullshit knock you off your grind. And that's real talk for all of mine, and for all of y'all's a rock city, keep about your calls. Some low key cool breeze, man, I'm about my balls. You tap, tap, knock down your door, tap, tap, and break down the wall, collect the count of dollar, like bang in the am gone. See, I'm riding on, keep cool. Riding long, but keep it up, you won't ride for long, and that's word to God. BK, show me where you are, word of love with the brightest star, and it's the highest thing. I make them get involved, they just show sure. a free, free, y'all, I feel free, y'all, and you don't stop, and just show sure. a free, free, y'all, I feel free, y'all, and you don't stop, and just show sure. a free, free, y'all, I feel free, y'all, and you don't stop. And listen to me. It's like, get your mind right, say it's the twilight I'm strong in the limelight, sharp in the hindsight Cherokee eye bright, and see through the high pipe and Blow up the psychs, like they hide in the fine type Low Valley survivor, rider, driver The engineer, the pit chief, the victory entry I'm Getting that dolo when we getting that gift free The most powerful potion, zone coaching is MD Who hit me? Put simply, I kill confusion and build your movement the Skill and the will to do what undeniably proven Magnetic contributions beyond all around and behind the music The black ox constitution, straight ahead and elusive Black dogs are exclusive, so let's do this It's just a show, a free freak, yo I feel free, yo, then you don't stop And yes, just a show, a free freak, yo I feel free, yo, then you don't stop And yes, just a show Ready for action, an intimate swift like a cash transaction. Speaker blow out from Roll House to the mansion. This ghetto soundcraft right around the passion. They don't know the language and shout on the anthem. The beat translator make the world understand. So my voice like magic, my flow fantastic. In summary, I'm ran ordinary, elaborate. Then check the profile, this is lyrically handsome. Resemble my pay scale, this nigga ain't frail. And I ain't in the gym on some ebony man shit. I'm in a laboratory bench pressing the standard. It's your hand. I'm in the ball, right home in the broad, get close to the guards, they focus the sharp, it's high stake, and it's way more than paper involved, you must evolve, die, that ain't falsified, home team, I know you keep trouble on your mind, but don't let bullshit knock you off the grind, and that's real talk for all of mine, and for all of yours, rock steady, keep about your course, I'm low-key, cool breeze, man, I'm about my boss, so tap, tap, knock down your door, tap, tap, and break down the wall, collect and count it all, and like bang in the air, I'm gone, see I'm riding on, Keep cool, you can ride along to keep it up, you won't ride for long And that's work you got BK, show me where you are The coolest thing in the bright stars